Welcome to Remember the Texans. This is your host, Nick Skirfield, and very excited to launch this show at the Apollo HOU headquarters in downtown Houston, Texas. You can find us on Apollo Houston YouTube, coming soon to audio podcast platforms. Shout out to our producer, Josh Hill. Noah Outlaw, what's happening, Noah? What's up? Good to be here. Thanks for having me here. Good to have you. Where can people find you on social media? Outlaw Noah and also Apollo Texans I run over there as well. All right. Noah's going to help us with some fact checking and uh, just general decorum here throughout Mm -hmm. this episode today. Um, And, you know, it is the start of the 2023 NFL season. It's a new era in Houston Texans football. New coach, D'Amico Ryans. I'm wearing the cap shirt here that I got at the introductory press conference. It's amazing. Uh, we've got C.J. Stroud, the number two overall pick at quarterback. Will Anderson Jr., who is my pick for defensive rookie of the year. Um, you know, a lot of young talent on this team. It's time to remember the Texans. And uh, that's basically the premise of this show. We're going to be rediscovering the team uh, through conversations with friends, with fans, with current former players, with experts like Noah um, you know, with, uh, with people from Houston that just have a passion for the Texans. Uh, it's been a hard road, uh, as Texans fans, yeah. you know, especially these last five, 10 years, but, uh, totally different culture right now. And for myself, I worked for the Texans from 2007 to 13. Uh, it's why I moved to Houston in 2007, uh, straight out of college at USC. I got an internship writing articles for the Texans website, HoustonTexans.com. And I was supposed to be here for a six-month internship. It turned into a six-year job where I was the, the primary writer for the team website, helped to launch all the Texans' social media pages because back in 2007, 2008, they didn't have Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or X now, uh, which is crazy to think about. Um, and uh, I've realized over the past few years, you know, I've, uh, I've stayed pretty active on Twitter, uh, at Nick Skirfield. Um, tweeting about the Texans, uh, it's used to, it used to be a big part of my job, uh, but it's gotten harder and harder to do that over the years uh, as we've gone through, uh, you know, a lot of these uh, different eras in Texans football. Uh, and I, I found myself getting, you know, just less and less attached to the team. But I realized over these last couple of years, especially that I just really love the Texans and uh, I, I care about the team. I'll, I'll watch the games on Sundays and it's hard to watch. Uh, when there's not much of a direction or not much hope for the team these last couple of years. Uh, but I've still found it something that's really important to me. And I'd, I'd be literally, I was visiting Europe last summer, walking around in Cinque Terre in Italy, and I just started thinking about the team, you know. And um, it's something that I've, that, that, you know, I think I'm not alone in this and in, in saying that this is a really exciting new time for the team. Um, Noah, you could probably attest to this, but this is the first time I've been really excited about professional football in Houston in a while. Yeah, absolutely. You can just feel it in the city right now. It's, and it's, it's really cool, especially someone like you who has such a connection to the team working there doing, having a big role in that organization, honestly, from what it sounds like. I wouldn't go that far. Well, I mean, if you're the main writer on the site, you're doing, you launched the, these Twitter accounts and all this, you know, like that's a big deal. And so someone like you who kind of took a step back through some times and, you know, just kind of fell out of it but you still had that feeling, like you said, you're walking around. Where were you, Italy? Yeah, well, yeah. Walking around Italy, t- thinking about the Houston Texans, that means something. Yeah. yeah. You know, and actually, it used to, pardon my French, but it used to scare the shit out of me that I had the Texans' Twitter on my phone because I'd be, like, out at a bar, yeah. and I'd open Twitter on my phone to try to tweet something from my personal account, 
and the text on Twitter would pop up with like a million followers. And I was always worried I was going to be like that intern you hear about that gets fired for accidentally <laughs> tweeting something, but it never happened, thankfully. Uh, and now I don't drink alcohol anymore. So uh, that we, we made it through there. Um, but yeah, you know, it's, um, you know, I, I, I got here in 2007 as an intern and the franchise was five years old at the time. Um, they, the team launched in 2002, of course, after the Tennessee Titans uprooted uh, or the Houston Oilers uprooted and went to Nashville, you know, took the, took football, took the team, took the team colors, which they have the audacity to now wear this year when they're going to play the Texans. So that's, that's another conversation for another day. You know, Bob McNair brought the Texans to Houston in, in 2002 as a 32nd franchise. Um, what I knew about the Texans when I got here in 2007, I'm from Mississippi uh, on the Gulf coast. I went to college at USC I primarily knew the Texans as a team that passed on Reggie Bush in the 2006 draft. Uh, Reggie Bush was uh, the Heisman Trophy winning running back at USC when I went to school there. I worked for the football team. Uh, I literally knew who maybe four or five players were on the Texans back then. It was Andre Johnson, who I knew was an awesome receiver from Miami. Uh, Matt Schaub, they had just traded for from the Atlanta Falcons for a couple second round draft picks. I was really excited about getting a chance to meet Amon Green, who's a guy I used to play with in Madden when he was with the Green Bay Packers. They had just traded for him, the running back, um, Mario Williams. And then D'Amico Ryans had just won Defensive Rookie of the Year in 2006. Uh, I got there in 2007. Fast forward to today, D'Amico Ryans is now the head coach. And, um, you know, it, it's come full circle for the Texans. Um, you know, for me and for a lot of fans, I think seeing D'Amico Ryans back there, um, it's it was very unexpected just with the way things have gone. And I've got all the confidence in the world in that. Um, and now we actually have something to look forward to. Uh, we actually have things to be excited about. There's new energy around the team, uh, new culture, new players. Uh, and, and I don't know about you, know, but I'm, I'm diving back in. I'm like all the way back in. I went to a preseason game. Uh, I'm going to try to go to every single home game this year as much as I can. Uh, we're going to be doing this weekly, talking to people about the team. Uh, and, and I, quite frankly, I don't care if they win five games this year, which mm. – I could easily see happening as long as they're showing signs of improvement, which I'm, which they already have. And I'm sure they will. Um, you know, I, I think it's the perfect time to rediscover the team, reconnect with the team uh, and get on board with what's going on. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, and also as a, I've, I've been, you know, really, really invested even through these last couple of years and sadly, you know, wasted, wasted some Sundays. I'm not going to lie. Watching some, not wasted because obviously, you know, you get to support um, no matter what, but it is a good time for people to get back into it right now. There's a lot of hope, a lot of optimism. Like you've mentioned, Stroud, Will Anderson, D'Amico is huge. I mean, I, yeah. I, I, I like to say it's like a, it's like the, like we got the hottest girl at school or whatever, you know, everyone wanted D'Amico. We got him. No one knows why. Honestly, people are like, why did he go there? But it's exciting, and there's a lot of stuff to be hopeful for for and excited. For. Yeah, even in the preseason, you know, the preseason game that we had at home against the Dolphins, I mean, the Texans got smoked. Mm -hmm. And I went to the game, and I didn't care. You know, it was like it was half full. It's preseason, but you could feel excitement in the stadium. Uh, it's going to be a long road. I think we all, we all recognize that. Um, but at least, you know, there, there's something to hold on to right now. And, and you know, as for this show, I'm, I'm – I'm not much of a hot take guy. I might hit you with one every now and then. I'm much more of a silver linings kind of guy. And that's what we're going to be looking at um, on this show, you know, and, and talking to people, whether it's, you know, current or former players or uh, reporters or day one season ticket holders, you know, friends of mine. 
Um, that's what we really want to bring in on this. Um, and, you know, I was there during the Gary Kubiak years, 2007 to 13, some great years with the back-to-back -back division championships in 2011-12, the first time the team ever made the playoffs. J.J. Uh, Watt's rookie year was 2011, and I remember that Bulls on Parade defense. And, and I'm excited to see what D'Amico Ryans does. But before we get into all that, we have to start back at the beginning of the franchise and look at what we got to today. Um, and we want to talk about it has been a long road for Texans fans. Uh, this is 21 seasons in right now. The team launched in 2002. The Texans record in 21 seasons, 142, 195, and one, a very ignominious tie in week one of last season. Uh, six playoff appearances. The Texans are one of four teams that have never been to a Super Bowl. And we have the distinction of being the only team that has never advanced to a conference championship game. So think about that. We've never even been to the AFC championship game. Uh, we're the only team that can make that distinction. Uh, all that to say, it's been tough. It's been tough. And football uh, is king in Texas. The NFL is obviously the most dominant sport by far. And when I worked for the team, you know, when the, when the team was even eight and eight and 500, the city would really come on fire. Mm -hmm. uh, when the Texans made the playoffs for the first time in 2011 with TJ Yates as a rookie quarterback and Arian Foster and Andre Johnson and Owen Daniels. And uh, you had the Bulls on parade defense with Cushing and uh, Jonathan Joseph as a young player, younger player and JJ Watt as a rookie and D'Amico Ryans. Um, you know, those, the city was on fire with that stuff. And I left the team in 2013 um, coming off back-to-back -back division championships. I thought the Texans were going to win a Super Bowl. Uh, I honestly did. They signed Ed Reed in the offseason. I was there in the office. I even have a picture on my Instagram of Ed Reed signing his contract uh, and going out for his, you know, his first practices with the Texans. Uh, they had just drafted DeAndre Hopkins, DJ Swearinger. And I left that summer to go work at a PR agency. Um, so now I have a PR agency called Skirfield Group. I'm one of the owners of Trill Burgers, which is at NRG Stadium. That's another sidebar. Um, but I remember that 2013 season, they won the first two games, then they went 2-14, and 14, and the wheels fell off. Uh, Gary Kubiak had a mini stroke at halftime of the game on, I think it was Sunday Night Football against the Colts when Case Keenum was playing. He was balling out. Um, you know, Wade Phillips was the interim coach for a while. They didn't win another game. All the coaches got fired, and then the Texans hired Bill O'Brien. Uh, a year later, two years later, all of those coaches that got fired – went to Denver and won the Super Bowl with Peyton Manning. So we got to see all them celebrating with the Lombardi Trophy uh, and played about what could have been. We had Brock Osweiler, that whole experiment where the Texans allegedly signed him without even being meeting him in, in person before they signed him. Uh, and then in order to get rid of him, they had to trade him <laughs> to the Cleveland Browns with a second-round pick just to, just to get them to take on his salary. Um, you know, we had, and I, I hear Noah sighing. Yeah, it was just triggering. <laughs> you know, we, we had some brutal home playoff losses. Bill O'Brien actually had a winning record as the Texans head coach. Um, but we lost, I think it was 30 to nothing to the Chiefs in a home playoff game mm -hmm. uh, where I remember it was Brian Hoyer at quarterback. I think the Chiefs returned the opening kickoff for a they touchdown. Did. I literally did. was sitting down in my seat. The roof's about to pop off of that place because it was so loud. Then it just went dead quiet and they lost – 30 to nothing. Actually, so that game, um, I've had, I've been fortunate enough to uh, work for back when Fox Sports was doing, doing everything. I was, I was able to be a, 
a PA uh, and, and be on the field for that game. And I was so excited. It was such – I was like, dude, I'm on the field. I was a diehard Texans fan. I could not believe it. J.J. Watt was running out of the tunnel, the fire. I was right there. So excited, that opening kickoff. I went, like, sucked oh. the life out of the stadium. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that's when I knew. I was like, okay, this is going to be tough. You know, and then we had a few years later, I mean, because I think O'Brien won four division titles. Mm-hmm. Um, we played the Colts in the divisional rounds, one of his last years in Houston. I think it was Andrew Luck's last game, actually, or last win, um, or somewhere around that. It was 21-7 the Texans lost at home to the Colts, but that game, I think it was 21-0, yeah. and it felt like that game was more like 42-7. to seven. I mean, mm-hmm. it was just not even yeah. close. Um, you had that happening a few times. Of course, there was the infamous 24 to nothing lead uh, on the road in the divisional round against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs in the playoffs. What was that, 2019? Yeah, it was 2019. Or the 2020? I it mean, was... they beat the Bills. We beat Josh Allen and the Bills yeah. in a home that playoff was, that game, was a if crazy you can believe that. Too. And then right after that, uh, had a 24 nothing lead, which no team has ever lost in a conference in a playoff game. I think would have been playing the Titans at home in the AFC Championship game, but of course lost like 54 to 24. And there was a crazy fake punt we tried to do and all. I mean, it was you know we had Deshaun Watson, who we thought was a franchise quarterback, and then he fell out of favor with the team and wanted to get traded. And then the scandal came out, and mm-hmm. he was susp- you know basically suspended for a year, or sat out for a year, and then did get traded. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had. The David Coley experiment, um, who by all accounts was a great guy, really respected NFL coach, but had never been a coordinator in 30 years as an NFL assistant. And the Texans hired him out of nowhere to be their head coach after Bill O'Brien. That lasted a year. He actually won four games, surprised everybody, and then got fired. And then the Texans uh, brought in Lovey Smith for a year, and then he got fired. And, of course, last season, I mean, the Texans had the number one pick sewn up all season long and then won a miraculous game where Lovey decided to go for it and go for two at the end of the game, yeah. which he knew he was getting let go probably. And he was going down swinging. Yeah. Uh, it's just, you know, there have been a lot of hard times. Uh, the whole Jack Easterby thing was, you know, a big saga. Um, and you know, there, there hasn't really been that much to look forward to. And I, you're talking about watching the games on Sundays. Like, I've got two TVs set up in my apartment um, and I did this bachelor pad kind of thing, mm-hmm. but I've got two TVs stacked on top of each other. And I did that so I could watch the Texans on one TV and, you know, maybe something uh, that's going a little better on another TV. Right. You know? <laughs> right. That's a great because, idea. <laughs> uh, and, and, you know, we almost beat the Cowboys last year. That would have been fun. Mm-hmm. There's some moments, but um, you know, but, but I think that, I, we've been through a lot. It's been a short period of time, but I, I will say, I think the Texans fan base is just waiting, yeah. you know, and I, I've got to meet a lot of day one season ticket holders just through friends or from my time working mm-hmm. for the team. And I know the passion is there and this city is just ready and waiting. And I'm really excited now that we've got, you know, a new beginning, a new, a new era with D'Amico Ryans. I mean, what was no, like first thing you thought when we got D'Amico Ryans, Oh, I mean that he was the my dream hire, and he was kind of a he. I and I had heard that he wasn't interested, and so I was like, ah. People were talking about it. He was interviewing, but I I was kind of the rumblings I was hearing was that he's just doing it just to be nice, and he's not really interested in the job, which made sense to me, because from everyone's from the outside looking in, and even from the inside looking in, it's it was a dumpster fire. There was not much going on here. 
Um, and D'Amico was a sought after head coach. Any team who needed a head coach wanted D'Amico Ryans. Yeah. And so I just didn't think it was going to happen. Um, and then whenever got the news that he took his second interview and then that it was kind of getting closer, I was just overjoyed. And it's just such a perfect fit. He's like you and you've been around him. You know, the kind of guy he is, the type of leader he was when he was a player. Um, and now the type of leader he was in, in San Francisco as their coordinator. And now he's here and just, it's just, it's just glowing. And he just brings this juice to training camp to, to OTAs. OTAs were exciting. To me, he's one of the biggest thing is he's a he's a guy that players are going to be excited to play for, mm-hmm. you know. And I I mean I'll just tell you from my experiences with him. So I got when I arrived in 2007, it was D'Amico's second season. I think he led the league in tackles as a rookie. Mm-hmm. You know, he's all American at the University of Alabama from Bessemer, Alabama, which I'm pretty sure is the same town Bo Jackson's from, by the way. Oh wow! Um, and you know, small town kid. Um, All-American at Alabama, team captain at Alabama. He won the Lot Trophy at Alabama, which is not just on-field, but off-the-field excellence. You know, he was a guy with great GPA, a guy who was a team captain at Bama. Um, and he was the leader and the captain of the Texans' defense from the get-go. Yeah. And that was clear to me coming in in his second season right away. Um, you know, he's a soft-spoken guy, yeah. um, but not on the field, not in the huddle. And I'm sure you've seen videos of him in the huddle or seeing videos of him on the sideline as a coach getting all fired up. Yep. Um, he gets people ready to play. And, uh, you know, I remember, uh, I think just, he was, he was such a, it's an overused term, but such a student of the game. Mm-hmm. And he was a guy that you could just see being a coach, even as a player, he was basically like a Peyton Manning style quarterback on the defense. Right. Um, and, you know, I always think about Brian Cushing, who uh, I've friends with Brian. Uh, he is hands down the scariest, most alpha dude I've ever met uh, in person or even seen on TV in a football right. game. You've seen him with the, the bloody oh, yeah. face when he headbutted a Browns player with no helmet on. I mean, that's, you know, Cushing, but Brian Cushing's locker was right next to D'Amico Ryan's. And he, I mean, I don't, he, he, I mean, he pretty much revered D'Amico. Yeah. You know, it was a huge mentor for him. He said many times he played an instrumental role in his career. Um, but to, for me to see the way that that Brian Cushing looked up to D'Amico Ryans and D'Amico took him under his wing and D'Amico was imparting all this stuff to him and telling him, you know, do, and giving him all these pointers, that says about as much as you could about someone to me about uh, how he can command respect from other players. Yeah. Um, you know, because – yeah, he might be a different style of guy than Brian Cushing, but those guys are close as can be. Um, and, you know, I just saw that with everybody on the defense, um, you know, and, and not just that, but he, he, he's a great guy off the field. And I know that, you know, all we really care about, we want to win, right? Yeah, right. Um, but he's, I think he's really the whole package. Um, you know, I can even remember <laughs> we were going down, we had him on the cover of the Texans game day magazine, which I was the editor of. Um, and it was like 2000, nine i think the year of hurricane ike mm-hmm. and uh we were gonna play the ravens and we had this whole shoot set up at nasa where we went down to nasa to take photos of D'Amico to be on the cover of the game day program uh the game got pushed back of course because of the hurricane yeah um but i i mean i just it's a totally random story but i remember going down to uh to nasa with him and we and we were asking him just about what was the hardest place you ever played in the sec and he told this great story about going to lsu and he's like, yeah, we're in the bus, 
you know, and the bus is pulling up to the stadium in Death Valley and the bus is rocking because, you know, all the fans are outside as we're about to get out. And he's like, and in this whole thing, he, in this in this chaos, he saw this one calm moment where it was a baby, like a little kid on dad's shoulders, you know, LSU gear, and it was calming for a second. And then all of a sudden, uh, the dad takes the little kid's hand and stuck his middle finger up on the side <laughs> of the window. And he's like, that's how he knew that Death Valley was real. Um, but, um, but, you know, D'Amico, I think, is um, – it's not just that he's a great guy. He's universally respected. He was a great player. Like that's not mm-hmm. necessarily going to mean he's a great coach, but you've seen what he's done as a coach uh, in San Francisco. Right. Mm-hmm. And he, he rose, he climbed the ladder really fast there uh, with Kyle Shanahan, yeah. who was on the Texans coaching staff when D'Amico was here. Yeah. Um, you know, he led one of the best defenses in the NFL. Um, you know, he is just like a football guy through and through and through. And not only that, you know, I think we've got, someone who looks to be a very competent and capable general manager. Um, you know, obviously Nick Cazario is very in demand. Uh, the Texans got caught tamp or accused of tampering, mm-hmm. trying to get him as their GM a couple yeah. years prior, which is a whole nother fiasco, but, yeah. um, but they brought him in. He was clearly somebody new England really wanted an instrumental there. Um, I think the, the trade he worked for Deshaun Watson in retrospect, looks like an incredible trade to yeah. get those draft picks. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people say we gave up a ton for Will Anderson, but if he ends up being the best player from this draft, it's going to be worth it. Exactly. You know, that, Will Anderson was a guy that people were talking about as a number one overall pick the year prior if he could have declared for the draft. Yeah. He was rated number one on all the big boards. Mm-hmm. And I think he's the real deal, man. And, um, and I'll tell you what, I, I went to the D'Amico Ryan's press conference and – that was one of the things that got me so fired up about uh, everything going on because uh, I was fortunate to be invited by Bun B, uh, the Houston legend um, from UGK, of course, and uh, co-owner of Trill Burgers along with myself and our partners. Uh, Bun was invited by the team to attend the press conference. He invited me to go with him, which I kind of invited myself maybe, but he said, <laughs> yeah, you can come. Um, and cause Bun knew just, you know, how much that would mean to me to go. Uh, and so we went there and man, there were, and I'm sure people have seen this, but there were like 30 of his former teammates, D'Amico yeah. Ryans, like guys that played for the Texans from like 2006 all the way through 2011. Um, Brian Pittman, the long snapper who I hadn't seen in like probably 15 years. Yeah. Uh, you know, guys like Travis Johnson, Andre Johnson, Brian Cushing. Um, yeah. All these guys were there and to support D'Amico Ryans and because they were excited about yeah. what's going on with the team. And then you had... 10 to 15 of the current players who were there. And I, for six years when I worked for the team, uh, you know, I was the primary writer for the team website, doing their social media, all that. I mean, I went to every single press conference. I never saw anything remotely close to that. Yeah. You know, and then we, we go to the, um, the locker room after there was a reception with some of the old players. Kevin Walter was in there. Earl Mitchell, the former nose tackle, who's, who's a good buddy. And Jonathan Joseph was in there. And D'Amico's walking around making the rounds, you know, and, yeah, a little intimidated. I'm not going to lie. He's, he's walking around and I'm, I want to say hi, but it's part of me. I didn't know if he was going to remember who I was. Right. I, mean, I don't know. Uh, he's, he's had a lot of more interesting things happen since the time <laughs> that I've seen him. Uh, and then, but you know, we walked, he walked up, I said, hi. And of course immediately he's like, Hey, what are you doing these days? And he actually cared to listen to me, you know, ramble about something for a couple minutes here. Yeah. And I was wearing a 2011 division champ shirt, uh, which I think is the greatest team in team history, which we'll talk about another mm. time. 
would have won the Super Bowl if Matt Schaub hadn't gotten hurt, I believe. But we'll get that. We'll get there another day. No, yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, D'Amico commented on the shirt. We're talking about all this stuff, and uh, I just even from two minutes talking to him, I felt like I was ready to run through a wall. Yeah, and and that's that's the big thing for me right now is all the potential with the team. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm calling it that this Super Bowl drought is going to end by the year 2026. I'm calling that right now. Um, it could be the 2026 season. It could be Jan- you know, February 2026. I'm just saying I feel it. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that you know, it's okay for me that it's going to be a few years. I think you look at what San Francisco did. You look at Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch coming in there. They had a long runway. And look at the success they've had, yeah. right? The Texans are in this for the long term with D'Amico. Um, they're in this for the long term with their roster. Um, and, you know, there are some great new additions and prospects that have fans excited. At the end of the show, um, I'm going to attempt to name as many of the 53-man <laughs> roster as I can. And Noah's going to fact-check me on that, and it's yep. probably going to get ugly. But, um, but you know, guys from obviously C.J. Stroud and Will Anderson, but Jalen Petrie and Damian Pierce – who I hope you had on your fantasy football teams, mm. uh, Jalen Petrie. You know, these guys, uh, there's some exciting young talent there. And, Thanks. you know, again, I, I feel like if they win five games, if they win nine games, which maybe that's the ceiling this year, um, it's going to be fun to watch football again. Yep. And it's something we haven't been able to say for a long time. That is true. You know, and I think an, another thing about the team is, as a part of this, there, there's a culture shift with the team. Um, you see it in the branding the Texans are doing, they've got these, uh, H town made, uh, shirts now. Um, as I mentioned, I'm one of the owners of Trill Burgers, um, the smash burger concept with bun B and, uh, you know, we're in the stadium for football games this year, which is awesome. Uh, for me, it was like a full circle moment. Yeah. Congrats to that. That's, uh, that's huge. Thank you. Have you had the burgers? I haven't yet. Okay. No, we'll, we we'll bring that. some burgers for a podcast recording, please. Um, okay. Okay. Hold me to that too. <laughs> um, I got to watch my red meat intake a little bit because mm. I've been eating a lot of them, but, yeah, I bet. um, but we've got four booths inside the stadium. And even for me, that's, it's a full circle moment um, because I met Bun B, uh, when I was working for the Texans, I had a podcast back in 2012 to 13. It was called off the turf with scurf. Most of my friends call me Scurf. You guys can call That's me that. That's an amazing cool. title, by the way. That's thank you. That's a good name. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, it was. I thought about bringing it back for this, but, you know, I think it's it's new beginnings. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, um, oh, yeah. Yeah, also, I'm just very spiteful about the Titans right now with their old mm. with their old uniforms. But, um, yeah, the idea back then was I, was I was talking to players or people with the team about, you know, who they were off the field, you know, yeah. how they got to where they were and all that. Um, and that was really fun. I, I interviewed Andre Johnson, which I was really intimidated about back yeah. then. He was like the one guy that even players on the team would tell me, like, I don't want to say the wrong thing around him because yeah. he's Dre, you know. Yeah. And nicest guy ever, but mm-hmm. just like he's a guy you want to impress. You yeah, know? of course. Um, I remember talking to Brian Brayman, the special teams uh, standout and linebacker with yep. crazy long hair, and he was telling me about his seven foot four grandfather and how he, his whole family didn't have teeth and. Anyway, stuff like that. Uh, we did one with Cushing. But the last thing I did when I worked for the Texans in my last week there, uh, I had met Bun B like, through Twitter. We were Twitter friends. I saw him on the sideline in a game in New England when we lost to the Patriots in the infamous letter jacket season. This was the playoff game where we lost. But I remember I met him on the sideline of a game, and uh, my last week on the job, I just 
shot bun at DM on Twitter, just kind of shot my shot and was like, Hey, I'm leaving the team, going to work in PR. I have this podcast. Any chance you'd want to come on? And I didn't know if he'd say yes. I didn't know if he'd respond. He responded like very quickly, sent me his number, said, yeah, I'll come down to the stadium. Could not have been nicer about it. Um, so we spent like two hours at the stadium. I got to give him a tour of the locker room and stuff. Yeah. And I remember Arian Foster and Dwayne Brown and all these guys are in there. Sat down with me for like an hour. I probably like took way more of his time than I should have. Um, we, I just talked to him all about the Texans. Um, and from there, you know, we kind of stayed in touch and eventually became friends. And so all these years later, uh, for us to now be inside energy stadium, uh, with a burger concept that, that I co-owned with bun and some other partners and that's gotten all this national acclaim uh, yeah. is really, is really crazy for me. And, uh, you know, and Cal McNair and Hannah McNair, uh, you know, the ownership of the team even came to Trill Burgers to record a hype video for it, yeah. um, which was about three weeks ago to make the announcement. And Bun went out of his way when they came there to tell them, hey, I'm really excited about this, but I'm really excited for Nick. And, you know, I know he, how much time he spent there and all that. And uh, that meant a lot to me, you know. Yeah. And so shameless plug, if you're at the games, I think we're in sections 115, 135, and two on the 500 level. Uh, there may be a line. We're working on getting that as quickly as possible. Yeah. Um, but, you know, a lot of things w with that, with, with D'Amico coming back, for me just feels like it's it's full circle. And um, and that's why I'm, I'm, I'm buying all the way back in, man. I feel like it's time. Uh, you know, I'm excited to rediscover the team. Uh, I'm excited to learn about, like, who these guys are, um, you know, and see the progress that they make. Yeah. Know? probably pick up some fantasy gems. I, I drafted Tank Dell on my two fantasy teams because I feel like he's going to make some things happen. He absolutely is. We'll see. You know, I could be I could be a chump for that but or just a <laughs> homer, but uh, but I'm feeling it. So, um, you know, I think uh, that mostly wraps up what I wanted to cover here today. I think as we go on with the show, uh, I'm excited to get into some of these different eras. I definitely am going to be talking more uh, with friends about – the 2011-12 seasons, uh, hopefully getting some of, some of the guys from those squads to come on the show. Um, you know, and I've got some some diehard uh, fans and friends of mine uh, in mind that I definitely want to bring on uh, and other people connected to the team, you know. Um, but, you know, I think that um, – I lost my train of thought here for a second, Noah. What was I – oh, I was going to say – Again, you can. I've, I'm kind of new to this podcasting thing again. It's been a long time, so I'm a little rusty. Yeah. But I think I'm supposed to say where you can find this show, which yeah. is again on Apollo HOU YouTube YouTube channel, and the, and then the the Spotify and Apple Podcast uh, feeds as well. Okay, that'll be coming soon. Thank you, Noah, for yeah. helping me keep <laughs> my life you, together over here. <laughs> um, so we're gonna end. The, you know what? Actually, before I before I get to the very end here, I don't even know if they're playing the football time in Houston song again. Do you? I don't know, actually. Yeah. They should. It's a it's a banger. I mean, it's it is a banger. <laughs> I actually have a, a CD single of it. Like, really? Somewhere in my, well, I have the sleeve of a of a CD, but I don't know where the CD is. Yeah. Um, but it still looks like a cool. Key. I have some <laughs> super random, cool like memorabilia from when I worked for the team. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've got some really awesome stuff like a, a football autograph by the entire 2011 team. Oh man. And like a helmet from the entire 2012 team. Oh wow. And something that like I have a nice personal thing jj watt had written for me on like when yeah. I, my last day there that's um, awesome but i also have like you know uh ticket stub from the very first game uh all these random wow. things um 
that's, you know, awesome. that's I, a bunch of that's a really cool collection. I you know I've got a few things. I've got yeah. a few things. I've got some game balls. We'll have to bring some of these for the. Yeah. Also, the shout set. out to the Matt Shop jersey back yeah, here that shout you guys out. out and Derek Stingley, uh, yep. the future. But um, I'm a big fan of Matt Shop. Uh, I know he's yeah. got you know people on different sides of the spectrum as yeah. far as opinions let him go. But no, the past and the present, and also Matt Shop. Best quarterback the Texans have ever had. He is. He led the league in passing. I think mm-hmm. it was 2008. Yep. Um, great guy. Great mm-hmm. guy. But, you know, I, recently the the Texans head of ticketing, John Schriever, uh, retired. They recognized him at the first preseason game. That's he awesome. was like the fifth employee in team history. Wow. Um, somebody I know really well or I had known during my time. And shout out to John if you happen to be listening, which I doubt. Um, but, you know, I, I'd love to get guys like that and bring them in on the show, talk to them about their memories of the team and all yeah. that. And that's the direction we'll probably be going. Uh, we'll see. It's going to be a fun as it yeah. evolves. Um, but yeah, check us out on the Apollo HOU channels coming soon on Spotify, Apple, all that good stuff. And, and now we're going to end this thing with, with a test. All right. I'm excited. I got the, uh, the depth chart here. Okay. Ready to go. Okay. I think, I think you're going to do better than you think you will. I am going to attempt to name as many players on the Texans 53 man roster, 2023 Texans as I can. And I'm going to preface this by saying I'm going to suck at this. <laughs> um, I, you know, when I worked for the Texans from 2007 to 13, I mean, I could tell you every single player on the roster, like the back of my hand, kind of like when you memorize like the state capitals and all that, yeah. I, mean, I had that stuff. It was my job. Um, like when we signed a player, I had to add them to the website. I had to put them in the game program, all this other right. stuff. And, um, I could probably tell you the whole practice squad too. You know, I mean, that's what I was supposed to do. I do not know the roster now, um, but I'm I'm excited to rediscover this team. You know, learn about the team. I think mm-hmm. hopefully along with all of you as as we embark on this season and beyond. So we're gonna we're gonna name as many players as we can. What do you want to set the over under on me for? Is how many I'm gonna get? Um, I think your I think your line is is gonna be 22. You think highly of me. I think you can do 22. I I think you might be disappointed, but we'll see. Okay. (laughs) All right. I'm going to write these down so I can follow along. So number one, CJ Stroud. Yep. QB one. Uh, Will Anderson Jr. Yep. DE one, whatever you want to call him. Uh, The new number 51, by the way, shout out to our friend Daryl Sharpton, uh, Scurfield Group client and former Houston Texans linebacker, hugely successful entrepreneur, used to – He's a linebacker from Miami, if you remember Will mm-hmm. Sharp. Uh, now Will Anderson's got that 51. He sure does. Um, Tank Dell. There you go. Okay, I've got three. I'm going to – well, you, you can count for me, I guess. Yeah, uh, I'm counting. You're counting? Okay. Yep. John Mechie. Okay. Wide receiver. Awesome that he's coming back from leukemia. Absolutely. You know, and, and could be a great player too, but just a great yeah. story mm-hmm. regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, another Alabama guy. Uh, speaking of um, great college teams – we got a USC Trojan, Robert Woods, Robert a wide receiver, Woods. sleeper. I would say he's had a, he's had an awesome career. Um, had some injuries, so Nico Collins, also wide receiver. Uh, Dalton Schultz is that the tight end's is his name? Yep. Okay. Okay. We do not have Jordan Aikens anymore, who caught that horrible pass to beat the Colts last year. But I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> um, Jalen Petrie. Uh, let's see. Uh, John Weeks, possibly the greatest long snapper in NFL history. He's yeah. got to be the longest tenured long snapper in Absolutely. NFL history. Yeah. Number 46 
in your programs, number one in your hearts. Yep. John Weeks, when D'Amico Ryans had the press conference um, for to be introduced as head coach, they had all his former teammates go on stage. Yeah. 30 of them there. John Weeks was in that picture. <laughs> yeah. And then the new the current players went on stage, and John Weeks I was in remember, that picture. Because yeah. <laughs> he's played for the Texans for that long. Yep. Um, and awesome dude. And shout out to John. Uh, let's see. John Weeks. Okay. Jerry Hughes. I know we've yep. got him. Yep. Good signing there. Derek Stingley. Stingley Jr., I should yep. say. Um, you know, number three pick last year. I think he's going to – everything that I've read from people that are smarter than me about football is that yep. he's really suited for D'Amico Ryan's system and he's going to ball out. Yep. Uh, I believe we got Jimmy Ward from the 49ers. Sure did. Okay. Kaimi Fairbairn, is he still the kicker? He is. Yes. Shout out to the Hawaiian there. Um, I think he went to UCLA. Is that right? Uh, USC maybe? No, definitely not USC. No, I don't, I don't, I'm not we sure. We won't hold UCLA against him, but he's been, <laughs> you know, through all the years, one thing the Texans have had is great special teams. That's true. I will say. From, that is true. From Shane Leckler, Matt Turk, John Weeks. Shane Leckler is one of the best to ever do. He's, he's going to be, he should be in the Hall of Fame. He should. Okay, I'm I'm stalling now because I'm, I'm starting to for, like run out of players. Uh, Davis Mills. Okay, QB2. Yep. Um, got that. Uh, let's see. Laramie Tunsil. Yep. Best left tackle in the NFL. 100%. Not a bad guy to have in your team. Not Titus bad. Howard. Yep. Who, shout out to Titus Howard. Came by and tried Trill Burgers at the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo. Tried him again. Laramie. Shout out to Laramie. Laramie Tunsil uh, requested Trill Burgers to be catered for all of his teammates. Like one of the last practices oh, of training okay. camp. It was the week before we played the Dolphins. Uh, we got a call. It's something Laramie Tunsil does for teammates every year. Well, second year he's done it now. Mm-hmm. Where he just surprises them with food from local vendors. Uh, at the end of like a Monday in training camp one yeah. day. And so Trill Burgers was one of three that got invited to be out there. And uh, it was awesome, man. I got to talk really to him, cool. the guys on his team. Um, and it's something, you know, he just does as, as a thank you to his teammates. Um, and man, he is, we did a video with him trying the Trill Burger and even just looking at him running away in the video and laughing about something. That's a big dude that can really move. It's a big yeah. dude. I mean, he's, um, anyway, so we got that. Okay, I'm, okay Juice Scruggs. Yep. Who Brian Cushing announced as the pick this year, which yep. I remember. Shit. I'm uh how many how many players do I have now? You're at sixteen. Six You're doing well. I think okay. you can I think you can okay. get up to twenty two. Okay, let's see. Let's see. Um I know Roy Lopez was the guy I liked, but I don't think he's on the mm, team anymore. Nope, okay, we're not gonna count that one. Boy, it's not looking good right now. We got cornerbacks, we got safeties. You know, I feel like I'm missing some really obvious guys. You said both safeties. Oh, I did. You said Jimmy Ward and Jalen Petrie. Okay. I said one corner. You said one corner. You said um, Stingley. I think I'm blanking on the rest. Uh, Damian Pierce. Okay. Yep. Can't forget him. Yep. Um, so that's 17. You put yep. him over under 22. 22, huh? yeah. 22 and a half. <sighs> 22 and a half. <laughs> Shit. Okay. There's like three other really good offensive linemen that I can't think of. I mean, I, the Texans have a really good line coming in. Man, you know, I hate to say it, but I think I'm tapped out. You think you're tapped out? I think – can you read me who we have? I, I didn't write down names. You didn't write down who we have. But you got – I know you got CJ, Tank, Will Anderson, Kaimi. I've only been writing the numbers, though. Sadly. Okay. You know what? I 
I think that's it. <laughs> I'm throwing in the towel. It's 17 right. players. That is pathetic. 17? Not, not, is, not 17 bad. 17 players. I told you it was going to suck. But. Yeah. All right, who, who are some like obvious people that I missed? I really yeah, that's that's the issue. I mean, there's not many obvious ones that you really I would say. I mean, you got all the, the obvious ones. Uh Steven Nelson's another corner we have. Okay. Um Denzel Perryman is oh, our Devin Singletary would have been. Devin Singletary is a good one. Uh um, skill position guys you should I should have. Yeah. Um, who else did we miss? Houston Texans roster. You missed anybody you're excited about that I missed? Uh well Denzel Perryman's a guy. Christian Harris, second year linebacker out of Alabama. Oh um, yeah, we got the other Alabama linebacker. Um, Henry Toatoa is on yes. the team now. Um, buddy Drew Doherty is going to kill me for not getting. Oh, him. Drew's. A, oh, Kenyon Green, I forgot yep, about. Yep. God, first round draft pick. All right, guys, we're gonna we're gonna work on this. We're gonna work <laughs> on this. We've got. I'm looking at Eric. Nico Murray. Collins. Got him. Yeah. Got him. So yeah. Okay, you know what? As I look at this roster. I don't feel as bad. No, actually, it, I don't know. I did not know who a lot of these guys. Yeah, exactly. You know, you're. I was about to say. I mean, a lot of these guys. You got the obvious ones. Okay. But yeah. So that's that's exactly the point. We're gonna be diving back in on all this, um, talking. To, I would say, give me two weeks. It's gonna be a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm excited to try this exercise with you again, and at least I can get 22, 23. Um, but I guess that's it. You know, I, I yeah. want to thank you for uh, accompanying me of on this. You know, maiden voyage here. I, I actually had a, I had, a, I had a great time listening, and and you have a you really I mean you have a lot of interesting you have an interesting perspective on things that is 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 fun. Well, I appreciate that. Appreciate all of you for checking this out. If you made it this far, God bless you. Um, we'll be back. I'm excited to see what the game day experience is like come week two uh, when the Texans play the Colts. I'm excited to see how CJ does yeah. against the Baltimore Ravens. You know, Me I mean, too. I think. Um, you know, it can only go up from where it's been. Yeah. And uh, we're going to have a lot of fun following this team along throughout the season. So thanks for tuning in and see you guys next week.